0: Welcome, everyone. I am Crystal. I'm so excited to be here. This is actually our first official podcast, even though we have been doing Chat with Crystal for many, many years. I'm the founder of the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer, and we are the world's number one coaching institute for empowerment coaching exclusively for women. Uh, These calls every week give you an opportunity to join me in my private conference line um, and to be able to get the coaching that maybe you need. So if you are listening for the first time and you want to learn more about how you can be a guest on the show or to be coached on the show, visit www.swat.com. Institute.com, and you can uh, fill out the registration form, and you can get my private conference line. So we're going to dive right into it today. And first, I want to talk about what empowerment is and what empowerment coaching is all about. Um, it was probably back in 2005, before anyone was even using the term empowerment coaching, that I began calling myself just that—an empowerment coach. I actually um, did my very first book with Hay House Publishing. We called it "Simply... dot 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 Woman." And I didn't realize at the time that it would become, um, goodness, I'm going to even go so far as to say it it would become an empire um, with a whole different bunch of areas and ways that we have been empowering women from all over the world. Who knew way back then when I first started off calling myself an empowerment coach? And that was really because I started off as a personal trainer and a nutritionist. And I was really helping a lot of women. Look great, feel great, which is going to be a conversation that hopefully we're going to have today about weight loss and this obsession we women have with weight loss and wanting to lose weight and, you know, what that's doing to us. So we may dive into that tonight. Um, that may be a conversation that you want to have. Maybe you want to get some coaching around your weight. You might want to get some coaching around um, your mindset, your body image. If you do and you're on the line right now, press star two so you can be put in the queue and maybe we can do some coaching today with you. Um, but yeah, so I started off as a personal trainer, a nutritionist. I had the opportunity, just whether you would say it was good luck, which is really preparation meets opportunity. I had the opportunity, um, I'm here from Toronto, the Toronto Film Festival came into town and I had the opportunity to work, and my very first celebrity was Kate Beckinsale, just an amazing woman, gorgeous woman, absolutely beautiful, Um, but was still one of those women that no matter how beautiful she looked, um, there was still that desire to want to lose weight or be better, and that really was the first time that I realized, like, it's not about the physical, um, being empowered, feeling confident, and um, loving the skin you're in was just like almost like the first step that I realized, like how can you be an empowered woman in the world and in your life if you don't feel powerful in your own body? Uh, then I started realizing it wasn't just about nutrition or getting to the gym. It was a mindset it was a way of thinking, it was a way of seeing yourself, it was a way of talking to yourself. It was a way of showing up and being in the world. And that's when I realized, oh no, I don't want to just help women lose weight. No, that's not what I'm all about even though um even though that that's a very noble thing because there's a lot of people that want to get healthier and want to lose weight and so it's I'm certainly not putting that down, but I realized for me, empowerment was so much more than just my body. Empowerment had to carry over into all the different areas of my life, and um, being able to um, being able to take care of yourself, being able to be vulnerable, being able to feel all your feelings, being a- being able to effectively communicate, being able to speak your truths, being able to have co- have conversations that might be uncomfortable, but you need to have them for the sake of your dignity. Um, being able to respect yourself, being able to accept yourself, being able to be reasonable and loving and kind, um, all of that to me was so much more about what empowerment was. And so I launched, um, I started to change over from being in the gym business or even meeting people as nutritionists. And I started way back then before the online world was even that big, doing online coaching. And so I started having clients from all over the world that would call me. And in fact... This conference line that we're on right now was my conference line, same number, from 15 years ago. And I started having women call in, and we would talk for an hour about what was going on, what they were feeling, where they were stuck, what was holding them back. And I really began to adopt a process. It it became a formula. And I saw... Time and time again, it didn't matter the challenge that a woman was having. If we applied this same empowerment process to the dilemma they were in, they (laughs) themselves could um, make the the best choices for themselves. They themselves could see they had choice. They had way more choices than they realized they had. They weren't in that place that their mindset had maybe for, for many years or maybe for a lifetime had told them who they were, what they could get from life, what life would give to them. Um, And we just started breaking down barriers. We started shifting in our level of consciousness. We started showing up in the world in a more empowered way. And that's when I knew we are going to create an institute where we teach these processes to women from all over the world. The Dalai Lama came to Canada in 2009 and he said, the Western woman will heal the world. And I cried. It was one of those spontaneous. And when you hear me do coaching, and we're going to be doing some coaching today, I always call it the laugh of truth or it's the tears of truth. It's when something is so spontaneous, when somebody says something to you, when I'm coaching someone and I will just say something in reference to what they're talking about and they have that instantaneous little, (laughs) you know, it's so you can't even hold it back or the tears just spring into your eyes and you might not even know why am I crying. Or why did I just laugh at that? Sometimes it's not even appropriate to laugh. Have you ever laughed and it, in times when you're like, "I can't believe I just giggled when it, it, it's just I'm just feeling awkward, and it's if it's a spontaneous release in the body that says ding ding ding, ding ding, pay attention right there. Pay attention. That just triggered you somehow some way. Um Triggers can be anger, but triggers can be tears, and usually it's that we instantly feel a little something that jolts us and so i'm always on the lookout for that um you're going to all learn those of you that are becoming coaches how to recognize that and that's often the moment where you start to say okay this this is the truth this is what we're going to move towards and this is what we're going to move into so when the dalai lama came here to canada in 2009 and said the western woman is going to heal the world i had the tears of truth And I knew in that moment something that I had wanted to do my entire life, which was actually the reason that in, like, 2003, I trademarked the name Simply Woman. I knew the day was going to come. I just knew it, and I didn't know how, that there was going to be another big shift for women. I knew there was going to be something big coming, and we are in it right now. Women are being called like never before to heal the world. The Dalai Lama was right, um, and it's not for women to take over the world. It's that we women are really um, dedicated. I think to to healing. We're nurturers by nature. Um, we're 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 the healers by nature. Not that there aren't male healers. I'm not saying that, but our divine feminine if i can go so far to to go on a woo woo term and say the divine feminine has has was you know really um suppressed for so long that we're finally taking back what was always in us what was always ours and what the world has been lacking in and so we women are being called right now to first and foremost heal ourselves When we heal ourselves, we heal our children. It's called epigenetics, and we we realize that when we heal ourselves, we actually heal the DNA in our children. How incredible is that? Imagine healing your DNA so that your children and grandchildren won't carry um, the depression or the anxiety from the traumas that you've been through or that your mother or your grandmother were put through. So when we heal women, we heal the world. We heal our children, boys and girls. When we heal women, we women then know how to show up in our relationships in a more empowered way. We know how to communicate in a more effective way. We know how to set boundaries. And any man will tell you, if he's telling you the truth, that a woman that has clear boundaries, a woman who is um, very, um, a woman who is very, uh, knows her worth, That woman, when she shows up in a relationship, almost liberates the man to be able to be the man that he wants to be, too. So when a woman is more empowered, that means not she's more controlling. No, no, no. It means she now knows how to show up in a way where she is um, her best self. And a woman who is her best self liberates everyone around her to be their best self, too. It's like we're giving each other permission to shine, to no longer compete. We don't have to compare. We can all be our own beautiful bright lights in our own way. I remember saying to my daughters when they were little girls, because comparison starts young, especially for us women. You know, taking them out to the garden and saying, "Look at all these different flowers. Look at there's those big, huge white hydrangeas that I love. Big white round bulbs of hydrangeas. And then look at these gorgeous tiny little roses over here. And then look at these, you know, irises. And look at these, you know, all of the different flowers. Imagine if only the daffodil was beautiful." Imagine if only, you know, imagine if only that one blue wisteria is beautiful. They're all beautiful in all different ways. And I would love to believe that I I see in my grown children, my daughters who are in their 20s now, incredible amounts of self-love and confidence um, and kindness even towards each other, which a lot of times when you have two daughters who are both beautiful human beings and they're a year apart going to school there's rivalry there's comparison Um, and uh, this is what I I just so want to help every woman that comes into my world to know how to shine bright to know how to ask herself the right questions to know how to get herself out of the box that society or her family or her culture or community may have put her in and she doesn't even know she's in Um, this is what's exciting to me so today, we are going to go straight to the phone lines. We're going to do some coaching. It can be absolutely anything going on in your life because what's so incredible about the empowerment process is it works for almost any situation. It's about helping you recognize where you're at in that story emotionally, or you could even go so far as to say energetically or how powerful you feel in that story, and then being able to look at it through different lenses, a different way, a higher perspective, so that you find your way out and I'm just a guide. That's what empowerment coaching is. We're guiding you to your greatest self, but it's all within you. So we're going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going first line. Hand is up and raised. First person in our queue is calling from New York. I'm going to unmute that line in just a moment. You don't have to do anything. But I do want to let you know if you've just uh, just joined our conference line and you would like to do some coaching today, all you have to do is press star 2 on your keypad, or on your telephone, and you will be put in the queue. So here we go. We're going to open up our phone lines, and we're going to New York. And, of course, my computer doesn't want to open up that phone. There we go. Hey, who's this calling from New York?
1: Hi, it's Brenda.
0: Brenda, so great to chat with you today. Brenda, tell me what's going mm-hmm. on in your world right now, and um, or at least what you think you're needing some coaching around.
1: Okay, so when you were speaking and you were talking about taking your daughters out to their flowers, I resonated with that, and it was kind of like some tears or whatever for me. Because, you know, I kind of taught my daughters that. But I realized that, you know, I realized a long time ago that I just never got that self-love, confidence, or support from my mother. I didn't have a mother figure there,
0: which yeah, okay.
1: Um, I appealed healed that pain. And I've forgiven But I also didn't get the guidance, you know, like the support that you need to this course that I'm taking to um,
0: coach
1: other people. You're taking our place.
0: Sorry, your phone's just going in and out just a little bit. It could be just you could be on a cell phone or something. But So let okay. me just do a little recap. So okay. when I was talking about my daughters and the flowers and how they're all beautiful, different sizes, shapes, mm. colors, scents, fragrances, um, it gave you a little bit of the tears of truth. Something popped into your eyes. Yeah. And it yeah. made you realize that although you've done the very best you can raising your daughters, it showed you that you didn't get that. You didn't get that growing up. You didn't have someone to support you. You didn't. Did you not have a mother? Like, there was your mother? Your mother pass? Did she leave? When you say you didn't have he a mother her. figure, what yes. happened?
1: We were eleven. Yeah, there was seven girls that so
0: she had left. Seven uh-huh. girls, Brenda. Yes.
1: So let's just you know, can we right? stay with
0: that for a moment? So like, what do you think was going on with your mom for her to have uh-huh. seven beautiful little girls and for her to up and leave all of you?
1: She was in a lot of pain. I mean, yeah. I knew she was. Like, her heart was broken. Like, she came from a foster home, and she didn't know who her parents were. And, you know, my father had issues. He actually, we found out he was homosexual, and so she was dealing with that. And So your mom, did a, your mom um,
0: have all seven girls with your dad?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: So, And then that, my dad
1: took yeah. care of us.
0: So your dad then stayed and took care of all seven girls. And yes. do you think your mom left when she realized your father was indeed homosexual yeah. and then she was just yeah. like, what am I doing? I've been with a man all these years. I've had seven children and he's really not into Doesn't me. He
1: me. Right.
0: Yeah. He may love her. Oh. He probably loved her, but he didn't oh, he love, did love her. her. He didn't yeah. love her in the way that she needed and wanted to be loved.
1: Absolutely, that's it. that's it, right there, because he was a kind and gentle soul, he was a lovely man. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and he really tried, obviously, to be heterosexual, like, he probably yeah. was really trying to be oh, heterosexual. Oh, really trying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really hard for him, he carried a lot of shame and guilt and yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. so, you
0: know,
1: we, you know, you know, it was always our fault, you know, after my mother left, you know, she would blame us for this and that, and, you know, we were never good enough, and we thought we were a princess, and, you know, our have done well. You know, all of us girls, you know, stuck together, and we really did well with our kids and raising them. And it was like we were going to do better than, you know, but what she happened did. with us. Than
0: they did, yeah. That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. And she saw us blossoming, and it up happened until the day that she had passed i still very bitter and angry toward me, specifically. Your mother was?
0: Your mother just, yeah. Just, again, it's not them trying to cut you off. It's just sure. your, sure. are you on a cell phone?
1: I am. So
0: I just keep your mouth close to that phone because every so often you might be walking around or moving. <laughs> I'm not sure, but every so often you go into an area where it kind of goes, and then it comes back out. So just try to, start well. when you're talking clear, it's so perfect, and I can hear you. So um, okay. So the girls all stuck together, seven girls. You all stuck together. You loved each other. You, you're, you've, you've all obviously. You're now having children, and you know. So your mom, though. Like So your mom became, let, let me try to understand, so after she left, she was so resentful at your father that she took it out on her children?
1: That's correct.
0: Mm, yes, Yeah, sad when that happens, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. It was yeah. sad.
0: Yeah, but. so then at the end, she's on her deathbed, and what's she like with you and on her deathbed?
1: she still was bitter, very bitter. Like she could not, you know, we definitely reached out and we each forgave her.
0: Yeah, but and, did she almost be like, "What do you have to forgive me for?"
1: Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's the energy yeah. that she had. Yeah, there's a the lot. Like, okay, she's yeah. taking this with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how can I support you today? I mean, you 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 obviously sound like you've actually, you know, you've come from come from a lot of pain and suffering but you know you you have so much love you can hear in your voice and the love you have for your children mm-hmm. the love you have for your sisters the love that you clearly had still for your mom even though that she was wounded and broken and ill and mm-hmm. hurt and betrayed and she let the rage and the resentment and the venom you know change her and i'm yeah. so sorry for that that's such a sad thing how can i support you now today
1: well, I'm really excited that I've signed up for this, because a couple years ago, I had wanted to sign up for this, actually I did, and then I had to cancel, because financially, I wasn't in a good place to do it, and I think that I was also, there was fear,
0: Yeah. and
1: like, I've gone through a lot since then, and you know, I've done uh, a lot around forgiveness, and yep. you know, I just really felt the calling to do this, but um, the other part of me was like, I, you know, I always sabotage myself, like I have the Year of speaking out because I'm going to be judged. Yeah. Maybe that comes from her and from the sexual harassment lawsuit that I went through um, in 2005 in federal court for four years. So I, you know. Okay, you just question. popped that in
0: there really fast. So yeah. Oh, I know Hello. I did. <laughs> Hello, you just popped that one wow, in there. So maybe a... it could be from the sexual assault, the sexual harassment yeah. thing that sexual I to federal court. Case I filed. Yeah. <laughs> So, in okay, so in 2005, yeah, so you stood up for yourself. So let, let's let just, so now tell me, so right now you're in a place where you're, like, afraid to sabotage this or That's afraid right. to sabotage yourself. Yes,
1: yes. Okay. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. I've come so far, and I,
0: you know, I...
1: I feel like this is my calling, and I, you know, I really want to do be good at this. And yeah, be able great.
0: To, and I, so and you're I know right I can now. learn it. Okay, so let's do okay. this together. Let's do this together, Brenda. So we're going to okay. actually do the And so when you're talking about the, what you're doing right now, for those of you who be listening on a podcast, Brenda has signed up to become a personal empowerment coach through the SWAT Institute. That's what I'm, we're getting at, right? So you've signed up to become yeah. a coach, and now you're like, I'm afraid that I will sabotage this. I won't finish it. I will get in the way of myself. I will. And then you sort of threw in there that maybe the reason that you sabotage things, it, okay, it could be my mom, it could be my dad, but it could also be because I actually filed a lawsuit in 2005 and took it to the federal, went to the federal court, and what was the outcome of that?
1: I won.
0: You won. So you what won. did that show you? What did that do for your self esteem? W-
1: oh, I just got goosebumps. Like I was yes.
0: empowered.
1: Like we won half a million dollar lawsuit. Um, That's it was freaking my amazing.
0: You won a half mm-hmm. a million dollar lawsuit because you stood I in got your half power.
1: and She got half a million.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you stood in your so, power. You said what's happening is not right, and I'm going to right. use my voice in the in a in a in the in the way that women now can use our voices to to use the law to protect us. We can actually go to. We can file, a, you know, whether you're in the United States. Where the, that's why the Dalai Lama said the Western woman could heal the world, because you are a woman in the Western world. You were able to say to an employer who was sexually harassing you, you can't do that to me.
1: That's right. And it was and huge. It was the New York State Department of Corrections, and it was the good old boys club, and it was. It and was you won. It took four okay, years. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, won. Brenda,
0: Brenda, you're so meant to do this. That was just the first step. There's a laugh of truth. There's your laugh of truth. You are meant to do this, and you know it. And you in 2005, that was big. That took a lot of energy. That took a lot of time. That took a lot of emotions, and it was scary, and you were putting yourself through a lot of stress. And I don't know if it cost you money to do it, Um, but that whole thing would have been like a pretty scary undertaking that, yeah, in the end you won. It took four years. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, it was a total of 10 years with, when the abuse started and to the end of the court. It was 10 years out of my life. That 10 years out of your time. life.
0: So that can be, of course, it's scary because it's sort of like, Um, It's you won, you know, and I I love that you won, and I love that it empowered you, and I love that the justice system prevailed for you, and that's how it's supposed to be. I will often say to women when they're in that situation, you have to stand up, you have to tell the truth, you have to speak your truth, you have to get the system to work for you, you have to do everything in your power, you have to have the courage, you have to have the willingness, and you did it. So you're Mm -hmm. living proof that you can do it. But it took a lot, It, it took a toll on you. So i'm gonna suggest that, yeah I'm gonna suggest that the reason that you maybe signed up to become an empowerment coach a few years ago and you f- you might say I felt scared i fe-. it was probably like, holy, that whole empowerment process that ten years took a lot out of me. It's like, oh am I ready? Am I emotionally ready for this to 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 dive in and first of all, I will tell you that being an empowerment coach doesn't have to be that big, like it's not like you have to you know spend ten years fighting in courts <laughs> for someone um But I will tell you every time I get off a phone call that I have helped someone see they have choice and that they need to have dignity and respect themselves and what would courage have them do and what are they willing to do. And, okay, maybe you're not willing to do it yet, but if you could, if you weren't afraid, what would you do? And we get them thinking like that. When I get off the phone, I have that same feeling of like when you said I got goosebumps. That's how empowering Mm -hmm. it is to know that you've literally just helped someone recognize That they don't have to stay in an abusive or an oppressive or even just a self-limiting way anymore or situation anymore. So let's go back to you. Okay. So we know that you're a superhero. (laughs) We know that you can do this. Okay. But your fear is I don't want to sabotage. So here's what I would say about sabotage. I would say that sabotage is, and this is, I'm just going to blurt it out because I've written it so many times that I'm not going to sugarcoat it, is repressed anger. It's almost like, it's like there's anger there and we don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to channel it. We don't know how to channel it into our greatness. We don't know how to channel it into the right action steps and it implodes on us and it implodes, right? And then we sabotage and then we're so mad at ourselves again, because yeah. we just sabotaged ourselves, we said we wanted something, we had the desire, we actually started having the, like, I want to do this, this is what I want to do. But here's what's great, let's do the empowerment process right now. Do you have a pen in front of you, a pen and paper? Yes, I do. Okay, yes, so we, do. Can all, we can all do this together. Let's draw a ladder. So we're going to draw a ladder on your paper, and you're going to have you rungs in the ladder, Okay. So let's just imagine we're climbing the empowerment spectrum. We're climbing a ladder up to our highest self from our lowest self. Let's down, down at the bottom say, like, this is my lowest self. This is like I'm I'm literally in the valley, and I, I'm in the basement, and I mm-hmm. want to get to the penthouse of this incredible, beautiful building, or this me, my body. You want to get to your highest self. But right now I'm down in the basement, it's dark, and I do not know how to get out. So that is the lowest place we can be, and we'd actually call that shame. And I actually think you use the word, like, my father was really ashamed. There was a lot of shame. My father is a homosexual. He tries to raise. There's a lot of shame. So shame is the lowest place. We've got to start climbing our way out of that. So imagine being a little girl. You're, You're 11 years old. Your mom leaves all of you. She's mean now to you. You don't know what you've done wrong. And there's shame. So then you start climbing up because you don't want to be you don't you know you deserve more and you want to be the best mother you can be to your daughter. So you start climbing up, and to climb up the next level we would climb if we all wrote down the next letter, the next word or level of energy or emotion. If we started climbing out of shame, we would have to climb through guilt. Like mm-hmm. guilt. What did I do? What did I do? Why did my mom leave? Why did that happen? Why did the Why like what could I have done differently? Which you couldn't have. So it's was illegitimate guilt. But we have to climb through our guilt. We all have to start to ask ourselves, what could I have done differently? What should I have done differently? Why did I do, do that? We have to feel it. We have to feel our own guilt to get out of shame. Then we keep climbing, and then we move into a place called apathy. And apathy is almost like I'd rather say, instead of you blaming yourself, let's blame someone else. Who do we blame for this? Well, we could blame our mom. We could blame our dad. And usually we need to. <laughs> Like, usually, <laughs> to get out of that place, you actually have to look. You have to go. You know, like the coulda bins and the shoulda been and the ought to have bins. So we have to actually allow ourselves to feel that feeling of like that's not that that's I'm. Yeah, I'd rather you be mad at them than be shameful at yourself to carry that shame. That's a little higher resonating. Mm-hmm. It's a little more empowered. But imagine living down there. There are people that are still like they're 50 years old and they're still blaming mom and dad um, mm-hmm. be- because they don't have the tools they don't have the tools to know how to get out of that place and to climb higher and they want to but they don't know how to mm-hmm. so so then we'd move a little higher and and we'd have to move into some sorrow and this is a place nobody ever wants to nobody wants to be sad right but sad actually no. resonates higher than blame so I'm sure if you were to look back over everything that you've been through and even coming into this right now where you're at in your life and you want, you really want to do this and you want to step into this place. Um, sad just means it allows you to, and I actually heard it, I ha- I actually heard this, the compassion and the sadness in your voice when you're like, it's really sad, like my mom was sick, like it's really sad. And sadness mm-hmm. that sorrow allows you actually, if you can meet yourself in that sorrow to just even imagine writing a letter if you felt if you felt stuck, if you felt stuck still at times, Brenda, why I would write is you know why do you why do you think you feel stuck if you could tell if you could like not have to worry about sounding like you're on a Jerry Springer episode, if it didn't make you a bad woman, a bad daughter, a bad anybody, it didn't mean anything about you, who do you blame for why you sabotaged? who do you blame? for why you sometimes get why you why you will you know, maybe not my mother. You're my mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, if what would you say if you could say to your mom what should have been and could have been and ought to have been? What should it have been like? What sh- what life should have been like, could have been like, ought to have been?
1: Well, she should have loved me because I was her daughter.
0: Yeah, she should have loved me. You should have she should loved have
1: me. Should have showed up. She yeah. She should yeah, have What been else? there for me.
0: You should have been there for um, me.
1: Yeah, she shouldn't have left me. She should have um, attended, you know, my school um, events, my prom, my wedding, my babies. She should have been there for me.
0: Yeah, and she wasn't.
1: She should have guided and supported me. Yeah. she couldn't.
0: Yeah, she could could have. She chose not to. For whatever reason, maybe she was ill, maybe she was angry, maybe she was, you know, but she could have been there for you. She chose Mm -hmm. not to.
1: Yeah, she could have said, I love you. She could have... You know, yeah. hugged me. She could have done those things that and I And have you ever given yourself
0: permission to just really grieve that that she was I never? Have. Yeah, great. I it really sounds have. like you have many. I, many, many I'm going to say it, I'm going to say I feel that too. So yeah. let's just imagine we're continuing to climb now, and you're like, okay, so I really have done that work. Okay, great. So let's keep climbing. So just above the sorrow and the shoulda-bins and the coulda-bins and the auto bins is is kind of like we move into an unknown place like we're not stuck down in there anymore but it's sort of like okay if i'm not going to be sad anymore and i want to push higher what am i moving into and that that's actually fear just above Mm -hmm. that those low that really low place is like okay so if i'm not going to live in the shame and the guilt and the blame and the sadness anymore where am i going to live and that's scary so for a lot of us We get to, we almost like get up to that place of fear where we're pushing out of the sorrow, the sadness. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of, I'm just tired. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of, right?
1: Yes. Is that
0: it? I just felt your, yes. Okay, so tell me. (laughs) Tell me what you're afraid of.
1: Um, Judgment. Judgment. From other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm not
0: good enough. Okay, so the judgment that they may find out. I'm not yeah. good enough, or is it, yeah. I'm not good enough?
1: Um, they may think I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah, and are you good enough? I am. Are you afraid you're not good enough?
1: Um, I, You know, I feel, it's like when I, I don't know, like when I do artwork and all of this stuff, I feel like I'm a good mother, I feel like I'm a good artist, Yeah. but when I put it out there, I don't, people to judge me. And I yeah. don't know if that comes from the court case and all of that, if that's still lingering or if it's sure. Not sure.
0: I think it's a human thing. I think what you're talking about is the big fear we okay. all have to work through, which is the judgment and to be thrown out of the tribe. You you already okay. felt that horrible feeling when you were a little girl of your mom abandoning you. and mm-hmm. And the idea of not being part of the tribe, the idea of us putting ourselves out there and then being judged. And then we actually have to feel like, okay, what if there's haters? What if there's – here's what I'm going to tell you something. There are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <Now you> know.
1: <laughs> it, there are.
0: There are. There are. And to be empowered doesn't mean that you're never going to have fear. It means you're going to sometimes have fear, but you're going to do it anyways. And so – but here's what's really great is when you get to the higher levels of consciousness – and we're going to keep moving through those right now. When you actually get up to those higher levels, and you realize, I was so afraid people would judge me, and the truth is, people—some people did judge me, and some people didn't get it, and some people didn't understand me, and some people didn't see my talents and gifts, and some people. But there are so many more the people ones that, that did, did. yeah, did. that say, and you that know, is okay. yeah, and actually, it's expected. Like we can't. We're not. We're just. We're not going to be a cup. We're not going to be the right cup of tea for everybody. No, you're not. I do know that. No, Brenda, no. you're going to have to know it. There are going to be some people that just think you are the best thing since sliced bread, and there's just going to be some people that go, mm, No, I don't resonate with her at all. Here's what I'm going to say. In time, you're going to realize um, the work and the time and the energy I put into trying to make people love me who didn't love me was exhausting. And to Mm. this day, the same people that I was trying to get to love me 20 years ago, 30 years ago in my family, they still are the same. So I realized it was never actually about me, but it was about when I finally got to the point that I, you know, when you said, I actually know I'm good. Like, I'm good at what I do. I'm a good mother. I'm a good artist. I know I'm good at it. That will become all that really Matters, but let's imagine that we didn't have to do anything without fear yet. We just had to name it. We didn't have to do anything with it. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to erase it. You don't have to get rid of it. You just shine light on it. You just say, yeah, I'm afraid of being judged. Okay. there. what else? What else are you afraid of? Let's just shine light on it. We don't have to do anything with it. We don't have to pretend that we're not afraid of it. Let's just shine light on it. So I'm afraid of being judged. What else are you afraid of?
1: Uh, public speaking.
0: Okay. Well, you're doing it right now, and you're doing it really well. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm sweating a little
0: bit. Yeah, that's okay. Guess what? The first year I had a radio show, every time I did a radio show, I got off the phone and I thought my head was going to explode. <laughs> it was so much pressure. And I would think, why do I do this? I can this? imagine. I don't want to do this. I do want to do this. I do want to do this. I know I meant to do this. I'd love to do this, but I hate doing this, but I love doing this. It's so much pressure. Well, that's okay. It's okay to still say, it. I'm afraid. Okay, so I'm afraid, speaking in public, what do you think you're afraid of when you say I'm afraid to talk in public? Of what?
1: Other, I know what just came to me when you said that. Um, like, okay, so my daughter's husband is very jealous of me and her her relationship. Okay. And recently she graduated from nursing school, and I wanted to plan this big party for her, but he shut it down. Like, he said, your mother has to have control over everything. Like, she, blah, 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 and it didn't happen so i was coming from arizona and so he's like she and i do speak sometimes at an event you know i say a few words thank you for coming that type of thing that's just who i am but you know he he is also constantly judging me so i have really um pulled myself back from that relationship yep and i can't be there there anymore? You know, I've removed myself from the is toxic Yeah, energy. which is so
0: sad, like right? I, I mean, this it. is your this is your daughter. So here's I what know. I also know: people will judge you, and you will be. And this isn't to try to say you, Brenda. This is all of us. People will judge you, and you'll be very aware of their judgment because you judge yourself. Because the worst thing is to be judged, and you're judging yourself. At the, the fact that they're judging you makes it very aware. You're very aware of people judging you because. Mm-hmm. Being judged is just such a terrible thing to be, and then you have to judge yourself that they judged you. I think he judged me again. He just judged me again. I hate being judged. I'm not, so I'm going to pull myself out of that situation. So the secret is not actually to pull yourself out of the situation. We're going to heal the trigger around the judgment. Okay. Okay. So we're going to keep moving. If if well, Let's just stay with that, though. So I'm going to just write a process down we're going to do in a few minutes. Okay? Um, okay. And don't worry, i would write again get myself to get to that. So let's keep climbing I'm the ladder. I'm that
1: penthouse now. Okay, we're getting closer. Okay,
0: so now we're moving up. So I hate to be judged. I do judge myself. I'm judgmental, even though I don't think I'm judgmental. It has to be. It's in your consciousness, which yep. means people always show up to show you the hidden stuff that you can't see in yourself. That's what's so amazing about relationships. Like, your your daughter's husband is a, such a great opportunity for you to heal because he is triggering in you right
1: yeah he's actually
0: triggering this in you because he is just a tiny little trigger of the fear of being judged um and so that has to be healed so that you can get out in the world and do the work you're meant to do and be like, "You don't even give two shits who judges you i don't know if I can say that, but you don't care. you're not even in a place of even thinking about that anymore. In fact, when you know people judge you, it's actually exciting because it means you're in their co- you're showing up somehow in the world you're triggering them you're making them have an opinion about you. they either love you or they hate you, but the fact that you've just created energy and emotion in them, the day will come that you love it.
1: Oh, that's empowering! I love that. <laughs> right? So
0: then, yes. so I want you to actually say, "I'm going to do a process right now, and then we're going to keep moving." So I'm actually going to get you. What if I were to say to you, Brenda, I actually think you're very judgmental? How would that make you feel?
1: Mm, yes, I probably am.
0: Yeah. So if I were to, if you were to say right now aloud, "I'm very judgmental," say it aloud to me. Tell, tell me how it feels when you say that.
1: I am very judgmental.
0: I ju- doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. So I want you to does it is it a bad trigger? Like does it actually make you feel like Ugh, I hate being judgmental?
1: No, it's not bad. It's just it's not good.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of the the pro- judge people. Yeah, one of the processes that we do um, is when someone has a bad trigger, and usually that that one might not be, but okay, let's do this one. Um, I'm j- I'm just like my son-in-law. Ew. Okay, say that
1: one
0: out loud. How does that feel?
1: I'm just like my son-in-law. Mm-mm. Didn't feel good. Say it again. I'm just like my son-in-law. Again. I'm just like my son-in-law.
0: I'm just like my son-in-law. I'm just like my son-in-law. And I'm just like my mother. Say that one.
1: I'm just like my mother.
0: Yeah, see, there's a lot Mm. of judgment, right? That's a very, like, Mm -hmm. to be like your mother is awful. That means you judge your mother. Mm Mm-hmm. To be like your son-in-law is awful. That means you judge him. Mm-hmm. So you're not open, loving, and accepting like you think you are. Because if you were, then you would accept both of them.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Okay, so the yeah. fact that you don't want to be judged is because you know how much deep down inside you do a lot of judging yourself. Don't worry, we all do. I'm not judging you. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> we're coaching, we're just doing coaching you know, so I'm just like my mom right so I want you to say I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son- in law
1: I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son- in law
0: say it ten times,
1: I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son- in law I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son-in- law I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son-in- law I'm just like my mom, I'm just like my son-in-law just like my mom, I'm just like my son-in- law just like my mom, I'm just like my son-in-law. Tell me how it's feel. Like.
0: Tell me what it feels like when you say it. Like, really say it. I'm just like my I'm mom. i
1: dissipating. Good. A Great. little bit. That's yeah, what we want. Like
0: what you, what you oh, want good. is you want to say that over and over and over. And sometimes what happens when it's a really bad trigger, like if you're really like, I am not like my mother. Like, there's sometimes you can say it. So let's imagine that we're moving through the ladder. You would actually move up. And you'd feel desire, which desire would be like, I don't want to be like my mother-in-law. I mean, I don't want to be like my mom, and I don't want to be like my son-in-law. So you have a desire for what you want to be. What do you want to be? What do you want to be? If you could wave a magic wand, and you didn't have to worry about judgment, you didn't have to worry about people like your mother being mean to you, people like your son-in-law being mean to you, you did not have to worry about all these mean, judgmental people. Let's just imagine that that wasn't even, and you could wave a magic wand, and you could make absolutely anything happen for yourself right now, whether it's around an empowerment coaching whether it's about a career that you want to have what is it that you would want for you um,
1: i would want to be super empowered like okay. it I'm, wouldn't matter to me what anybody thought i could just okay. feel free to do what i want
0: free i want freedom i want to feel free to be me
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: mm-hmm. okay let's great and then let's let's imagine that we're going to climb higher on our ladder and all of a sudden we have to enter a land called anger And what if you couldn't get to those high levels of consciousness unless you were willing to feel that anger?
1: I would be angry.
0: Okay, great. So what if sabotage is repressed anger? What if sabotage is that you're so high up that you just got to actually move through this level? And you can get up there where all the good stuff happens because you're not in shame, you're not in guilt, you're not in apathy, you're not in sorrow, you're really not in fear. You're just owning it. In oh, fact, it you're
1: like goosebumps,
0: right? So that just is dissipated. Yes, yes. Ah, oh,
1: feels good. Yeah, I really get goosebumps all over my whole body. Yeah, like, oh, I'm up there, it feels good.
0: Yeah. People don't get it. Like, in, like, and it's just <sighs> hearing it is one thing. Doing it is another thing. And that's why this communicating, talking, processing is wow. big. Yeah, so let's imagine like you were to move into the anger, and the anger is like, I'm angry at what? Why I'm angry at what? I hate what? Like, I didn't even know how to, I wouldn't even let myself use the word hate until about five years ago, because I was like, I was taught that you can't hate things, hating is bad, hating is, but like, I hate that there are children that are abused in this world. I hate, I hate that your mother left you and seven little girls. I hate that your poor mother was so hurt and, and dismayed and shocked that she married a man who really would prefer to be with other men than to be with her. I hate, there's mm. a lot of things that I hate. What do you hate? What do you hate?
1: Well, I hate that children. and What do you hate about everybody. your
0: life? Tell me about your life. Tell me what you hate uh, that's even happening right now. Tell me what you're angry about.
1: I think probably that I self-sabotage and I don't do things like like I could have more fun. I hate that I don't have more fun. Okay. I why don't you have more myself. fun?
0: Why do, you, why do you not have more fun?
1: Mm, I think because I don't want myself to.
0: Why not? What are you angry about? Why are you so angry that you won't let yourself have fun? Can you admit that you're angry? I think it's so funny that my TV yeah. is turned off, but I don't know if you can hear that in the background. My TV just started talking. It's off. Anyway, so let's carry on. So tell me what you are. <sighs> That's weird. Yeah, oh, I just had a female I voice. Think right just- now I'm,
1: I'm angry that, um, like, my husband or my husband. My oh. son in law is gonna come between my daughter and I Right. like I lost my mother.
0: I'm so goddamn it. pissed that I lost my mother, that I didn't even have a mom that loved me, and then I gave birth to this amazing girl and I raised her, her whole life and I raised her to know yeah. that she was a beautiful flower in that garden and now she's involved with a man that she fucking married and <laughs> he judges me and doesn't like me and how dare he's gonna take me away from my girl. Yes that's right. I'm angry about that. I am. I'm angry, I'm very angry about, angry about that. that. I'm angry that he judges me. I'm angry that he thinks I control everything. I'm angry that he wouldn't let me give my daughter a party to celebrate her, her becoming a nurse. I'm angry about that. I'm her mother. And my mother I wasn't am. there for me. My mother wouldn't have thrown me a party. My mother wouldn't have come to my graduation. My mother didn't ever celebrate my greatness. And all I want to do is celebrate my greatness. And I got a guy that's going to get in the way and impede that and stop that? No, I'm angry about that.
1: I am very Great. angry. I have a damn doubt.
0: Great. Let's climb higher in our empowerment spectrum. Are you getting ready to climb up the ladder?
1: Yeah. You're going
0: to hit some pride now. Pride I and am. dignity. Let's imagine that you are 100% in the right. You have every right to be angry. And and okay. you, what would dignity and pride have you do?
1: To do it anyway, to do what I love.
0: To do what? What would you do?
1: Mm -hmm. I would probably travel. If you just had so much self-respect right now,
0: you had so much self-respect right now, and even some righteousness, some self-righteousness. Let's just imagine even some self-righteousness. What what do you feel? What would that tell you? Just even if you didn't have to act on it. You don't have to do anything with it. But what would your self-righteousness, your dignity, your pride say about this situation?
1: I would probably confront him.
0: Okay, great. Let's climb a little higher. Okay? Now, what would mm-hmm. courage? What would courage have you do?
1: Um I guess I confront him again.
0: Okay, great. So, we're going to use a word. We're going to try a different word than confront. Okay. okay. Confront is um means we're going to have a fight because I'm going to confront you. But I want you to imagine you are a dignified, respectful, empowered woman. And this is your child. And you know she loves him. And if you confront him, you could turn this into a big fight and a battle. But imagine that you had the courage to look at things through his lenses. Tell me what you would see if you had the courage to just be neutral and think, okay, why would he be acting that way? Why is he acting I, that way?
1: I would probably forgive him.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Bu- bu- no, 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 <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. fast, What? <laughs> now girl. What? You know, just go from <laughs> anger no, to forgiveness. Yeah, but I know why he's doing
1: it, though. Okay, so tell me why, why he's doing that.
0: What? Cause, okay, like wait his a mother
1: second. and father.
0: Okay, so let's go neutral for a minute. So the courage to be neutral would be the courage to see things through his perspective, which not this is not going to in any way. We're not going to leave you here because it's not going to be I'm going to forgive him. You cannot forgive someone until you've had the courage to have a conversation, to set boundaries, and to speak your truth, and to, you know, get justice, and to be heard, and to be, then you can forgive him, because you've done all. But I don't
1: want to, to do. lose the relationship with my daughter. That's so you're not going to. Scary okay, so okay. you're
0: scared to lose the relationship with your daughter. You're scared because he judges you, and you'll lo- and then if he judges you too much, and he gets in the way. So you're scared that your relationship with your daughter isn't strong enough that if he really wants to cut you out, he has that power. But that's not true. He's not going to do that. She loves you so much. You don't need to worry about that. So let's just say you had the courage to look at things through neutral lenses for a minute. From your perspective, his perspective, tell me what you would see if you saw it through his lenses. Why is he being so controlling and wanting you to not be so involved in your life? He's jealous. Okay. And why do you think he's jealous? I mean, you don't know for sure and you're not justifying it. You're not letting him off the hook, but you're trying to understand why is he behaving this way?
1: Oh, because he doesn't like my son-in-law and I'm close with him.
0: Okay. Who's the son-in-law?
1: That's my other daughter's.
0: Okay. So um, he's jealous that you get along really well with the other daughter's husband?
1: And he doesn't like him, right, and he
0: doesn't like it, so you've got this one guy in the family that's just not rock that's just rocking the boat for everybody else yes exactly. and and you're the mama bear of this entire family,
1: that's right,
0: and you understand that he's got issues and he's got challenges, but you're not gonna let him make you feel um afraid to be the mother that you want to be need to be for your daughter, right. Okay, great, so let's climb higher. okay, now that you can see it through that perspective, what would courage have you do now that you see it through that perspective? Mm. I don't
1: think there is anything I can do. There's
0: always something you can do. Would you be willing so now we're gonna we're gonna go higher on the ladder are you willing to are you gonna write are you willing to write the next word in front with me?
1: Yeah. It's
0: called willingness. Where there's a will, there's a way.
1: There's a (laughs) way. Okay,
0: where there's a will, there's a way. So let's imagine now, I know this guy is jealous. I know he lost his parents. I know that he's jealous of the other. I know he's got issues. But I know that if I confront him, if I treat him um, badly, if I try to shame him, guilt him, blame him, um, that that that's not going to work. So would you be willing to have a conversation with, would you be willing to, do you guys talk on the phone, do you email each other, how would you be, how no. do you communicate? We don't. Okay, so do you have his email address? No. Could you get it?
1: Um.
0: Would you be willing to get his, would you be
1: willing? Okay, so all Absolutely. it takes is
0: will. So what if you were to write a very empowered, kind, compassionate, loving, short, not dramatic, not over-the-top email that says something along the lines of, I love that you love my daughter the way that you love her. And if I've ever made you feel that I don't like you or that I like the other son better, I just want to clear the air right now and let you know that that's not the case. There's nothing more important to me than... You and my daughter knowing that you're loved and that I love all of you, and there's nothing important to me than having a family. I lost my mother when I was 11 years old. I had to grow up without a mom around, and I made a commitment to myself when I had children that I would always love them, always be there for them, and always have them in my life. And I just want to just extend the olive branch and say, can we just wipe the slate clean? and start fresh and and really just try to get on a new foot so that we can we can have a happier, more healthy family.
1: Mm,
0: Would you yeah. ever do something like that? Could you do something Absolutely. like that?
1: Absolutely. Yes. yes.
0: Yes. Great. Yes. So let's say you were willing to do that. Um, now we're going to go higher on the rung. Okay, you ready? Just above mm-hmm. willingness is called acceptance. Mm. Are you willing to accept that he may not... Respond to your loving email the way that you intend, but are you okay that if he does do that, can you accept that that just maybe where he's at right now and where it is right now, but you are going yes. to and maybe you'll write that letter to your daughter too to say there's nothing I want more than to have you and your husband in my life and let's can we get together? Can we have a family dinner? Can we wipe the slate clean? could you Are you willing to accept no matter what? you're going to have a relationship with your daughter. Yes. Yeah, and in spite of all of it, can you love yourself?
1: Yes. Can you accept
0: yourself in spite of all of it, in spite of the fact that you've got a jealous son-in-law, that you can, can you just love yourself through all of it and know no matter what ends up happening, you still have to go out there and be the empowered woman and mother in the world that you are and that you need to be?
1: Yes. Yes. Great. I show up. I great. feel it. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my that's gosh. great. How do you feel now tears compared to, coming to when? I my eyes. Oh. You have tears? Good. Great. Those but are tears so. of truth. And that's awesome. how we, we talk ourselves Thank back you. into a high level of consciousness where we're showing up in an empowered, loving way. <sighs> yes. um, and that we can move through the anger of, like, God damn it, you don't have the right to do that to me. I'm going to have to have a confrontation. You don't have to I have love a that. confrontation. But you do have to have the courage and the willingness to speak your truth. It might be uncomfortable. It might be hard to ask for that email address. You might put off writing the letter. You might want to avoid it. But I'll tell you something. When you tackle this, do you remember when you said, when I won that $500,000, we won a million dollars, and half went to someone else, and I got goosebumps because you realized I did it. It wasn't easy, but I did it.
1: You got it, sister. It might not <laughs> be <is> easy. <laughs>
0: It might not be easy to do this with your son-in-law, but it will be one more feather in your cap of, I can handle anything that comes my way.
1: Absolutely. I'm That's the right. mama bear here.
0: And you know, I tell my daughters, I say, I want you to be princesses, but on am the queen. That's right. But I'm the queen. Always, <laughs> always. You know. And so, Brenda, I love that I'm hearing some uh, some lightness back in your voice. And you know what? You just keep remembering. Like you have the ability to walk yourself up this ladder every time. So when something comes your way, you just and anyone else is on the line today. Um, you just r- r- keep that list. Write it down. And that list came from a book called Power Versus Force. By David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins. It's an amazing book, and it's actually one of the books that we're studying in our personal empowerment coach certification. So, this is the most that. important part of it. Even if you don't get caught up in the whole book or you we find the book it. confusing, just go to this map. And just even when you're coaching someone, you're listening and you're listening for, like, am I listening for shame? Am I listening? So, when you told me I'm sabotaging, yeah. I'm listening for anger. Because you just uh-huh. told me I'm sabotaging. And I know that sabotage. Is just repressed anger. So I got to give you the permission awesome. and the freedom to feel angry about, because women are never allowed to feel angry, because right? you instantly want to go like, "I'll forgive him."
1: No, uh-huh. I,
0: did. I did. No, you're not forgiving him. You're going to teach him how to show up in your family in a healthy way.
1: Yes, you're going to you teach know, him how we dealing. do it alcoholism and that's difficult too he's dealing with that so it's you know kind of hard he's got his issues
0: and so i will tell you this you know what your daughter needs her mom Mm. her mom yeah
1: i'm there for her she does know that she can call me anytime you know i know it's hard for her and you
0: write her and if you want to throw her that party you throw that party
1: i know next time i will damn it
0: Next time damn it. <laughs> yeah. So but this time here's what we can't let happen as women. We can't let all those little things go because right. when we sweep too many things under the carpet, then we lift up the carpet one day and we realize holy moly, the floor is rotted. Uh right. and now we got a rotting and mess comes under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and
1: then physical pain comes out. Mm-hmm. Everything.
0: It all comes up. Thank so, you. Thank so you, very much. And 19... now this will be recorded, right? Yep, yeah, you'll be able to listen back.
1: Oh, now how do I do that?
0: Don't worry, I'll send you the link. You're awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone. I know that we have some other people that have raised their hand today to be in the queue to have some coaching done. Time passes way too fast when you're having fun. Let me tell you something. When you're coaching, someone an hour can go so fast. You get off that phone call and you're like, wow, I feel like a million bucks too. It's one of the most fulfilling careers you could ever have. So I want to thank everyone who has been here on the line today. I want to thank you for showing up. I want to thank you for all of those who are listening. We do have a chat with Crystal after the call, Facebook group. So if you don't know about that group yet... You want to go to Facebook and look up Chat with Crystal, and it's after the call. So anyone that's on the call right now, if you want to chat about it, I'll be around for about 20 minutes after the conversation, and we can chat. We can do some, you know, what did you get out of that? What did you feel? What would you have done differently? So hopefully you'll find us on Facebook. And for those of you who are here for the first time, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Every week we do this on Fridays live at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's 10 a.m. on the West Coast and about 6 o'clock Uh, um, in spain england um so come try it and be here with us live next week Uh, and if not i will look forward to uh, connecting with you on the podcast i want to thank everyone again and bye for now thank you for joining us today on chat with crystal empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com, and remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.